Ah, summer. The best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I am all in. More, more, more. I want to kiss you more. I am all in with Scott Patterson, an iHeartRadio podcast. All right, everybody. Uh, we're loading up another episode here. Richard and Stars Hollow. I don't know what you thought of this one. But uh, first and foremost, I'm Scott Patterson, and this is the I Am All In Podcast, iHeartRadio 111 Productions. I'm joined by the luminous Riley Pelusis from her home office and Amy Sugarman <laughs> with a vase, like a Ming Dynasty I'm vase. I'm still behind. homeless. I'm still are, homeless. I'm at my mom's. Are you at a museum? You're really at a museum. I don't have any heat right now. My furnace is having some issues, so I'm at my mom's. So there is a... Your nice furnace cannot days. be having issues. It's an inanimate object. You're having issues with your furnace. Wait, more, most clear. important, how do you feel? How does Riley feel? How does Danielle feel? Who's going to be here in two minutes? I, Riley, how do you feel? 
I feel, feel great. Are you are you com- yeah, are you I'm out excited. of COVID? Are you out of it? I am I am out of COVID. Those around me are not out of COVID. But <laughs> oh, me myself and I in my home office am out of COVID. Can you get re-COVIDed from the other people? So once yeah. once see because I I'm coming out of it. Can I get it again? Yeah. It's like again and again and again. Riley's had it twice. I'm liking. I'm liking knocking myself out at night with the severe cold and flu formula. <laughs> I like that. And then I thought after seven nights in a row of that, I thought this could be potentially dangerous. So maybe yeah. I should stop doing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so I stopped it doing is. it. There's that cough. Yeah, there's the cough. There it is. <laughs> it's okay. But I'm not sleeping as well. So I have to find a substitute for the cough syrup. I, I well, became you, addicted to cough syrup. You've improved. Hundred percent. I've been yeah. to the gym yeah. for a couple of days. I oh, got good. my mask on. I got you know. I got a whole thing going on. Yeah. You know, I'm doing some light workouts. I'm feeling. I'm feeling markedly improved. Thank you for good. asking. Good. Good. But, good. Uh, well, now know, I have the next scary question. Tell me. Tell me. Ask me. I'm nervous. What? What? What did you think after last week? Yeah. Of this episode. Of this episode. What did I think of this episode? Well, okay. So I thought that this episode was firing on all cylinders. I thought that as far as the Frank Lombardo script was concerned, it was absolute perfection. I thought the acting was absolute perfection. I thought the lighting, the timing, the flow... Yeah. Everything about this episode was firing on all cylinders. It was maybe the best episode, uh, complete episode tied in a nice package that I have seen. (gasps) Wow. I don't know if I'll go that far, but I definitely love this episode. No, no, no. I, I enjoyed other episodes more like, Let's skip the last one and then the two prior to that. Sure, I thought sure, sure. were just out, hit it out of the park. But I thought as far as, you know, the limited scope that this one had, it was mm-hmm. a little larger than the prior week, which I did mm-hmm. not like. It really hit it out of the park. I thought the performances were stunning. Yeah. I thought the writing was stunning. Um, I agree. You Right really- from the get-go. Right from the get-go. And I'm going out of order, but we'll get back to this. But you really see how talented Jared Padalecki is yep. in the scene when he's yep. going toe-to-toe with Edward Herman. It's like, wow, that must have been incredibly kid. intimidating. 18-year-old Eight, kid. Yeah. Just, just you know, trading punches with the, with, with the champ. Totally. And totally. hanging in there and delivering his own blows. And I don't know why I keep using boxing analogies. No, but it's but a perfect analogy because it it was that. It was like, wow. Yeah, yeah. Because that, that was, was a battle. Impressive. That was a battle. That scene was a battle by the car with Rose. Yeah. With and Rose, you realize uh, why Jared's gone on to like be the huge star of Supernatural because he's really talented. He's not just a pretty face with no. long hair. He's not just a pretty face. He's or got skills. Just tall. He's not just tall. Right. He's got some skills. Definitely. We'll break that scene down more as we go. But so we'll touch briefly on not everybody, but some people did agree with you about last week. So they didn't like rip you a new one. Like oh, they were fair That's and they weren't <laughs> super hateful. <laughs> I knew I was going to. I stepped in it with that one. 
Oh, look who decided to show up. Danielle Romo, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast, young lady. How are you feeling? I'm feeling great. I'm here. I'm ready to recap this episode. What did you think of it? Yeah, what did you think of the episode? I was actually talking to Riley earlier this morning. I I like every Gilmore Girls episode. I'm not going to say I don't like one because I love them all. Just wasn't top (gasps) five. No, because you missed it because for Scott, it could be definitely top five uh, okay so here okay so so i'm saying script wise technically speaking and i thought if if i were lauren graham this would be the episode that i would submit yes for awards consideration mm-hmm. because it had so many colors in it and so many great lines delivered with such finesse um and i thought the timing on everybody see the editing yeah the editing was so great on this one too I mean, it was just such a perfect package, but, but there's a, but, oh, there's a, but, oh no, there's a, but, oh, nervous. It, it was so sad. I was so depressed at the end of this episode. (gasps) And I think obviously because of the loss of uh, Ed Herman and here he was playing an unfamiliar role of a man without a job. Uh, a man without a purpose mm-hmm. and that final scene of him sitting in his chair in his office with nothing to do. Uh, you know, he's going to co- uh, rearrange his stamp collection. I mean, it was just such a downer for me. And the tone, the tone of the show, the tone yeah. of this episode was downer, down, down, downer, downer. As funny as they tried to, as funny as it was, and as many laughs as I got out of it, it was like, what is this show? What is this show trying to be? And I, now I can see how the critics were a little bit confused or a lot confused um, by what is this show trying to be? Is it a dramedy? Is it a comedy? Comedy? Is it a drama? What is it? It sort of ship shape shifts mm-hmm. a lot. It becomes this heavy drama. It becomes this quippy, funny little comedy. I mean, it's, it's like, so what is it? interesting because that's what I love about it. Right. No, absolutely. But it is a bit schizophrenic, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, it mm-hmm. really does toy with you. Mm-hmm. And it takes you on this real roller coaster ride, intentional or not. Um, that's that's the net effect. But I was especially left empty. And I, it, I was left without hope at the end of this episode. I don't oh. like feeling that way. I don't like feeling like there's no hope. And Danielle, because you haven't seen it either. Do you feel the same way as Scott? Because I'm the wrong person to ask because I know what's coming. A hundred percent. Because I'm used to like belly laughing, like tears coming out, thinking the show's so funny. And this episode, Scott, you hit the nail on the head. It was mm-hmm. just a, it was just a downner. It like, was a downer. I was just like, yeah. oh, this like oh, guy poor, is like retiring and yeah. doesn't have anything. And this whole show centered around how like bitter he is that he doesn't have anything to do now. Kind of is what I felt. But also it's like, how do you measure? And again, this is, this is what this show visits upon its audience. This is where it goes. It goes to this place. It's established this premise where this girl, this daughter left home has no relation. All those years gone, 16 years wiped out. And then suddenly Rory uh, wants to go to private school. So now they're back in business with the parents, mm-hmm. but there's a 16 year gap where life wasn't lived, where love wasn't given, where love wasn't accepted, where 
life didn't happen. It was like, it's like you're in outer space. I saw Ad Astra uh, recently mm-hmm. with Brad mm-hmm. Pitt. When, and I just think he's Not a, a good movie. Did you like that movie? I love that movie. Oh, I hate that movie. Because okay. it, it wasn't trying to be anything other than it was. And I like the starkness of what Brad Pitt brings as a producer. Yeah. And I, I really like his choices as an actor. And I like the roles that he chooses when he's, you know, pl- when his production company is doing the film, which is like all the films he does now. Yeah. Um, he's very prolific. But so that film left me with this, with a little more hope <laughs> than this episode. <laughs> so, <laughs> he's out so, flipping around yeah, in space. I mean, I'm not even going to comment because I know what's coming. So I'll sort of let you and Danielle <clears throat> be more present in the episode. <sighs> Should we? Okay. Let's take a break because there's so much in this and I want to just start asking you guys questions. Okay, let's take a break. All right, so we're going to take a little break. We're going to we're going to take a little trip to Jupiter and Mars and we're going to come back with Brad Pitt <laughs> and uh, we're going to discuss this vacuous we empty Pitt, space between. Yeah, right. I definitely right. want to brush my teeth, which I didn't do yet. <laughs> I would shave. I would, I would try I to would look more presentable. Not be wearing this and I would have brushed my teeth. <laughs> I watched Fury last night, too. I'll review that, too. Anyway, we'll be back after these words. Shout out to AstroPro for sponsoring this episode and providing free samples. It's springtime, and that means allergies. Mine have been throwing me off, and I need something that works fast. That's where AstroPro comes in. It's the first of its kind nasal allergy spray, and it is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter spray you can get. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Plus, it is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. AstroPro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. So if you suffer from allergies like I do, get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with AstroPro. Go to AstroProAllergy.com for a discount so you can AstroPro and go today. Visit A-S-T-E-P-R-O-Allergy.com. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Ah, summer, the best time of the year. Usually it doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. And vacation disappears quicker than ice cream melts. But what if summer doesn't have to come with a scorching price tag? What if there's another way? With IKEA, your plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Dreamy getaways can mean the perfect reading nook right outside your window, picnic in the shade, or taking your morning coffee to meet the morning sun. Really, any meal tastes better outside. Create that summer escape for family and friends and start planning a better, more affordable summer right now. You can be the host with the most and the least worries. This summer, make your doorstep the perfect vacation destination with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Okay, everybody, we're back. Uh, Brad Pitt is not here yet. Uh, we're still waiting. Have you made the? Have you? Have you? Have you reached out, Amy? Have you reached out to Brad yeah, Pitt's people? Yeah, I'm sure they'll get right back to me. Let me ask you this: I'm I go, want him go, as a guest. Well, I really yeah, want so him on the show. So I have a million everybody. questions I want to ask him. I think he's a it's he's a very up. gifted producer. He's a very gifted actor. There's a million questions I want to ask the guy. I'll get get right on that. Plus, he's a okay. guitar player. He Let's plays my guitar. Just look, we'll go through this episode because it's got so much in chronological order. Yeah. Let's start right from the beginning when Emily Perfect. asked Lorelai, are you dating? And I even was like, where's she going with this? Isn't it, isn't it powerful <laughs> when we get an unexpected opening with an unexpectedly optimistic, energetic Emily, <laughs> when you see that the mother and the daughter actually have a relationship yeah. And they're not hating on each other and they're depending on each other. And this felt like a real mother daughter relationship that was somewhat healthy, yeah. that where the communication was open, where it was like it was hysterically funny. Right. And, and it was really the high point of the show for me because it was the best opening of, of an episode that I have seen. I- I don't disagree with you on that because it totally the threw best. me. She's like, are you dating Max? The man in the diner right. that doesn't shave? Right. Um, Because right. I'm wondering about the family mausoleum. And like then Lorelai right. has like the perfect line like, oh yeah, did not see that coming. Right. Gold. And then they pour gold, Aunt comedy Cecile. Gold. They're ready to just ship her down the. The whole opening was comedy gold. Exactly. And. Absolute it, comedy gold. It was gold. a little bit foreshadowing because at the very end, Richard comes down and you realize, aha, Richard is retired and has nothing to do but see if the vase moved three inches. Right. But how to maintain that tone, that spirit, that energy throughout this entire episode? Because, man, it started out like a house on fire. Yeah. And what a perfect tone that they captured. And even Richard coming in and contributing to the 
to the mausoleum joke and the oh yep. Cecilia and, oh awful horrible woman you know and then he still has his uh, right. whatever the word is because he's like I have a you know first edition Flaubert and then you know right. he's bonding with Rory and off they go and that's right. when we learn that Emily is losing her bleep because Richard right. has nothing to do and is just like you know and needs needs her daughter's help yeah. I mean she's being human she's being vulnerable she's being open. She's pleading with her daughter, having this relationship with her daughter that I haven't seen before. It's the first time I have seen this dynamic between these two two women, mm-hmm. and it was so refreshing to 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 see a Lorelai that was caught off guard, that was mm-hmm. sort of caught back. I mean, she wasn't being defensive. She wasn't being nasty. I mean, she was being a quippy, funny self, but mm-hmm. she wasn't attacking her mother. No, she, and she was she willing to do it. She's like, okay, right. I got you. Yeah, I got your back. Isn't that so powerful? Isn't yeah, that just so yeah, much more really, pleasant to watch? This episode was much more about the conflict that still exists between Richard and Lorelai. Right. Which we'll get into. Which but was, Emily oh and Lorelai were, were cruising. Yeah. And that's that's what left me with no hope at the end is those two don't have a relationship. They really mm-hmm. don't have a relationship. They're 16 years lost there's regrets, recriminations, yeah. there's time that will never be made up. And now he's retired. And how much yeah. longer does he really have? You know, that's and- interesting that you bring that up because we are seeing the ups and downs, but the progress between Emily and Lorelai, where mm-hmm. we really haven't dug into it with Richard and Lorelai. Mm-hmm. This is really the first time. There were probably little glimpses, but this is really the, the one. Because that fight in the living room was rough. That was rough. Boy, that was hard to stomach. I just And then when he left and didn't stay for dinner, that broke my heart. Yeah. Well, and then lied to Emily. But we're going out of order. So, so anyway, all right. So now so, so now we go Okay, go ahead. Question. Go ahead. Have any of you before we move on eaten sweetbreads because I didn't know what they mm. were and I did certainly didn't know they were pancreas. That was a great see <laughs> even that take like that that frozen Lorelei right there, pancreas. It's like, oh, I mean that was it was a perfect, perfect, perfect setup. The whole yeah. thing was perfect. That opening, I watched that opening three times, and it was flawless. It yeah. was absolutely the best. Good on you, Frank Lombardo. Great yeah. episode. Great. And episode. have you eaten sweetbreads? I have not. Danielle Riley can't can't say that I have. No, 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 thank you. I thought they were bread. They're not bread. No idea. Then, no idea. All right. So next. Here we go. I'm nervous. I'm very nervous. Okay. So here's, look, listen, I, I don't know why anybody, I mean, this, this girl is so crazy. <laughs> I mean, now she wants to, she wants to take on stars hollow and smear the town and smear the townspeople of stars hollow and Gilmore fans and people in the show. I mean, even Rory was like, you're, you're, you know, you're going to give yourself a stroke one day. Right. I mean, I mean, give me a break. (laughs) Give me a break. No, 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 no. She's a complete psychopath. I mean, nothing stands in her way. She's willing to rip apart Rory, Rory's hometown, Rory's reputation, the reputation of Stars Hollow, the reputation of these people. She doesn't care. She just wants to write. She just wants to get into Harvard. I mean, talk about a level of ruthless. I love when they said Paris has gone bye-bye. 
I mean, yeah. Bye bye. That was funny. Yes, when Louise said that, right? Paris has gone bye bye. I mean, it's like what an overbearing, crazy girl. When she went into the diner, I that was my favorite <laughs> that, scene of the that, whole episode. I agree. I agree. That was my first laugh out loud when I looked at Rory and says, Rory, how much do you like this person? Or, or what, is yes. that what he said? Yes. Because yes. he he's going to deliver like the killer blow any minute, right? But he wanted to check with Rory first to see how so much do you like So I person. am not mad at Paris because I love the setup that got her to Stars Hollow. Because I was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be good. Let's bring her into Stars oh, Hollow. Oh, no, no. Uh, entertainment value through the roof. I appreciate the humor that it provides, but let's just look at this character. Let's look at this character because I'm believing that this place exists. I'm liking these people. I'm trusting these people. I'm watching them every week. I'm, they're part of my family. They are my family, for God's sake. I spent all this time with them. Yeah. And then you've got the psychopath who's plotting the demise of the reputation of the place, of Rory, of Stars Hollow, of anybody that inhabits that town. So that she can get ahead. It's the death. It's the definition of psychopathology. I mean, she's, she's nuts. <laughs> she needs it. help and she, she needs to be totally stopped. Nuts. That's, that's but the funny, it. but the, th- but the thing is, okay. So the, so, so, so now I get it. All right. It's like, it's so over the top that nobody really takes it seriously. Cause they know it will fail. Yeah. Right. She's just a, the netball. Right. It's like nothing, no scheme that she hatches is really taken seriously. Although they take it seriously, it's really not taken seriously because it's just too crazy and over the top. And I thought this was quite interesting when Paris is no, no, no. And we need to do this and this in the first meeting at the paper. Right. She's sort of unhinged and Rory takes over. Did you notice that? Like Rory's at the table in the journalism room. And she's like, okay, guys, like Paris throws out this nutty thing of what they have to do. And then Rory is really the leader going, all right, let's start brainstorming. Let's start. And I thought that was interesting. Well, she's just trying to get her, you know, and did you see the one on thing where Paris complimented Rory? It was sort of like Paris is like, nobody did a good job. Well, you did, but you right. know, like, it's right. like, she knows that Rory is like the one that's going to pull off her. Like, Crayness. She's a Zen master compared to to that ball of nuts. Yes. Okay. Jesus. So now we must before we dig into that more. She's we, sitting there at the counter, accusing Luke of running a brothel, of being a pimp, of having girls upstairs and, and charging was, for them. And how great was Milo slash Jess? Uh huh amazing uh-huh. like he just came in and nailed it milo nailed both scenes that he was in so hard because we'll get to the end too like i love that they just are not giving us just non-stop milo they're just giving us like little glimpses of jess and i love every scene he is in yeah well you couldn't you couldn't handle too much milo because then he'd take over the show <laughs> he's so awesome He'd take over the show. That's why you just get little glimpses. You're getting little glimpses of Milo, of Luke. Yeah. Because you don't want these people to take over the show. His camo shirt was a 10 out of 10, but we'll get back. They're too powerful. These characters are too powerful. So we're going in order. What did you think of the scene where, so, so, you know, as the show jumps around, Mm -hmm. I just love when Richard 
comments not only on Emily drinking three cups of coffee, but Lorelai drinking three cups of coffee. A lot of coffee. Well, we'll we'll get into that more, but you know, Richard was just being a pain in the ass. I mean, no wonder he nobody wanted him around. The I mean, lamb what are, chops versus the roast, like the whole the thing. grapefruit conversation. I totally agreed with because I start my day with a grapefruit and I kind of choke it down too. I literally put grapefruit juice on my grocery list. I was yeah. like, I'm getting yeah. that next yes. time. It's a great grapefruit. thing to start the morning with, and I didn't have any this morning, so I feel a little off. But uh, I love grapefruit. You don't like it? Oh, I love it. No, I do. Yeah. Oh, no, I do. I do. Um, I like grapefruit but, juice too. Yeah, yeah, all of it, all of it. But it does you know. What a what a pain in the tail this guy is. So good. Telling so everybody good. what they need to do. He can't help it. Well, he needs is is he like completely unaware of of where he is and I who think he's, he's just with lost or? his bleed because he's never he wakes up at 5:30 in the morning and has gone to work every day. So he's It doesn't like, matter. You can't go through life like that ordering people around and bossing them around and telling them <laughs> what to drink and eat and that's too much. It's like is he kidding? How about when he wanted to go to the dry cleaner with Emily? Oh, I'll go with you. <laughs> and that is like a total thing a grandpa does. Like, I swear, grandpas are like, I'll go. I'll do that. Okay. I go just kept her. thinking to myself, boy, that's Trixie's son right there who didn't defend his own wife. Oh, you're still holding on to that. I just, I just, there's a, that aspect of his personality I thought was quite uh, unappealing. You know, she had every right to throttle him. In her living room, I mean, uh, yeah, that, it was it, it was it was too much to take. It really, really was, and I don't know why they did that to him. But uh, and you know, okay, so just in a macro sense, it really the reason it was such a downer is I don't look. I don't know if he's going to get his job back or he's going back to work. Maybe he is. I have no idea. But it looks at this point like this show is completely altered because Richard doesn't have a job anymore. It's not the Gilmore Girls anymore. The dynamic has completely changed, which is why, for me, it was a downer at the end. It says, are we going to have to deal with this? We're either going to never have to deal with, not have to deal with Richard as a businessman again, where he had all his power and he had all his verve and his energy mm-hmm. and, the, and, 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 and the charismatic nature of that character der- derives a lot of his power from what he does. Mm-hmm. And now he doesn't do it anymore. So... What happened? I mean, the bottom drops out of this character, and now he's just a pain in the ass in everybody's life. <laughs> I mean, he's taken so many notches down in the prestige scale that how do you rehabilitate this guy now? I mean, it's it's just well, you're just gonna feel we're gonna feel sorry for them for the for a couple more years. I mean, it's I don't I. Daniel, un- I'm gonna let you to discuss un- because untenable I situation, untenable I situation. I I I don't know how they they. They brought the character down this many notches. How are they going to rehabilitate him? I agree. I mean, no, seriously, I do. I do agree with everything Scott's saying. I want him. I want him back. I want him as like the powerful Richard who, you know, has his little briefcase and, you know, is all. All I ask is that this little clip right here, we save. Because we are going to come back to this. Okay. Of how you feel. And what you desire. All right. So before we move on, Scott, what did you feel when Richard, although Michelle was the funniest part of the whole thing, I literally was dying. What did you think when Richard sort of called out Lorelai at the inn? Very for having that sort of 
With the conversation with the mm-hmm. linen guy? Yeah, very mm-hmm. inappropriate. I mean, just really inappropriate. I mean, it's not, he's not, she's not running an insurance company. This is a, an intimate mm-hmm. job. It's a job that's a, that depends on people. And, you know, we're not all insurance salesmen here dealing with, you know, billion dollar decisions. It's, it's a whole different dynamic. And it was shocking that he didn't adjust his demeanor and his attitude knowing that this he's not in the middle of uh, you know uh, uh, a massive insurance company mm-hmm. he's in a little inn he's in an <laughs> inn in stars hollow for god's sake what is he sitting around condescending and pontificating and, and being a, a, just a kind of a jerk yeah we wouldn't we wouldn't tell a doctor how to do their job right <laughs> right it's like are you kidding I, it's just it's such a, a a clueless richard and it's a, not a richard i want to see again I'm sorry. I don't want to see him in this state. That's interesting. I think that that's important that you're not enjoying this Richard. No. How could you enjoy this Richard? How do you enjoy this? Now, how did you feel about the Richard Dean scene? I, that one bothered me less because I thought, look, if some dude's given your granddaughter a car, he wasn't totally wrong to have it checked out. And I thought he warmed up to Dean. I thought that there was a, like, because Dean really held his ground and was so strong and tough. When Richard was talking to him, it did seem like, oh, okay. Like Dean is winning him over. Dean, Dean has no chance. With, <laughs> oh my gosh. No, with, this, I, with the son of Trixie. Oh, I agree with you, Amy. I, I found it so ironic that, out of all the people, like all the Gilmores, Dean was actually the one that held his ground with Richard. Mm-hmm. Like the girls didn't, not, neither of them. And oh, he I- was the one that was like, no, I'm going to stand up to you. And Richard actually did come around to Yes. Dean. And, and Scott, Lorelai didn't stand up to him at the end. Now, maybe she did that couldn't, because she was in her place of work. Couldn't do it. And it couldn't right. do she it. She did do it at the she end. She had to put a, the stiff upper lip. That's He's what she had through. to do. The grapefruit, right, too. Even with the grapefruit, she she ordered it, right? She, mm-hmm. yep. And, she was, and she Luke was... has to go running to Dosey's to get it. Right. So I thought the scene with Dean and Richard was amazing because Dean holds his ground, tells the truth, doesn't back down, and then Richard does warm up to him. He asks about his parents, and then he says, how tall are you? And Dean says, why do you want to dance? No, but I appreciate the offer. Totally inconsequential scene. Dean doesn't hold a... He doesn't have a chance in Richard's world. He has been weighed and measured and found wanting. He will not have a chance with Rory, no matter what he does. That's why he asked all those questions. He is not good enough for Rory. End of statement. It won't happen I on do Richard's think he's, watch. I do think he's made improvement with Richard, though, from the dinner at the house. Yeah, I agree. I think Richard's thing, okay. And, he, and Richard says, yeah, you can have the car. Not uh, Rory. Rory, <laughs> nope, sorry. None of those people are good enough for Richard. It's not not Trixie's What did con. you think of the first appearance of Gypsy? I thought it was pretty good. I mean, she yeah. really takes the scene, right? Yes. I mean, she really she's very present. She's very funny. Uh, she it, it was it was a 
And is, was that the first time we see her? Yes, that's the first time we it was, meet It Jessie. was an auspicious uh, debut. Yeah. I thought brief, and but really great stuff. Really funny. Yeah, yeah she's great. It was great. You know, I love her. I thought she came on screen, and I, I think it's why Gypsy stands out, and I assume she'd been on since the beginning. Right. Because she does sort of steal the scene, and you get her personality right away, and mm-hmm. she's just moving and grooving and i love that it's a, a woman mechanic right you know i'm like yeah this chick rocks right ah uh, summer the best time of the year usually it doesn't come with a great deal soaring temperatures come with soaring prices and vacation disappears quicker than ice cream melts but what if summer doesn't have to come with a scorching price tag what if there's another way with ikea your plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Dreamy getaways can mean the perfect reading nook right outside your window, picnic in the shade, or taking your morning coffee to meet the morning sun. Really, any meal tastes better outside. Create that summer escape for family and friends and start planning a better, more affordable summer right now. You can be the host with the most and the least worries. This summer, make your doorstep the perfect vacation destination with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. 
Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. We skipped the movie store. Oh, let's talk uh, about it. Okay. Huh? That was pretty let's good stuff. Let's talk all about it. That's a whole nother thing happening in this episode. That was a good setup because that's when the phone call came about Lorelai take this guy off my hands for a day. They, yes. were, in the, they were in the movie store. With their old um, school cell phone. I like I like that uh, uh, Rory went to Kirk and said, "Hey, you know, this is they're looking at a what was the movie that, that I think was it was Showgirls. I'm show pretty girls, sure it was right. Showgirls. The Showgirls cover the two little boys, yippity yay, you know. Uh, so it was actually one of the funnier scenes later on when Taylor comes outside. <laughs> to, and says, <laughs> he made a curtain, <laughs> the Rory so curtain. Good. <laughs> it was pretty a picture good. of Rory. Like what was that picture?" But, uh, again, a, a great way to fit Kirk in to an episode. Uh, yeah. Very funny, laminated card. That's a relationship you have with the store. Totally. Lorelai's like, uh, hang on a second. <laughs> <laughs> and this, for me, the like, I used to wander around the video store all the mm -hmm. time. Like, Riley, do you even remember, like, video stores? Oh, I, I watching this, I miss Blockbuster, Blockbuster 100%. Like I miss just yeah. going, like I wasn't old enough to go anywhere else. So I just go to the movie store and walk up and down every aisle and so choose what movie I want. Scott miss and I come from a time before Blockbuster, That's like right. take one video. Like it was just the like yeah. local old video place. And you, I think you had an account. So I'm pretty sure you could like go in there without your parents and get the movie. Cause you didn't have to use money. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And you know what? I just, I just had a thought. You know, uh, Kirk is as insane in his mania, oh, in his in his approach to life as Paris is without yes. the mania. Yes, yes. I That's mean, look like at those two characters. Great. They're kind of they're kind of the same person. They should have had those two get together. Yeah, they should have. <laughs> there would have been fireworks because they're the same yet they're opposite. I mean, can you imagine that? Can you imagine yeah, I, I that couple? The video scene was hilarious and it totally gave us levity because the you know the scene with Richard and Lorelai was rough. Yeah. Plus, guess what we got because of the video store? Jess the hero. Right. And Rory likes it. Yeah. Yeah. He obviously switched all the movies and did it before he even knew that she hated this he right. knew like they hadn't talked about that she's like ah oh, this wasn't what i wanted he just knew so he's like i'll handle it i love jess yeah well uh you've made that clear <laughs> made that very clear but even with dean in this episode with the awesomeness of it's all we've talked car, about for the last 30 minutes he's in two scenes he probably has like three minutes of screen time maybe maybe less and i'm like i love him right he's so Amy. much better suited to her i mean i don't i feel bad saying it i do it gives me guilt because dean is so sweet but like jess yes well, it's it's like what what side of Rory comes out when she's with Dean versus Jess, and I like I like Rory better with Jess because yeah. I like the person that that Rory becomes with Jess. Yeah, there's so more intrigue, there's like, more mystery, there's it, yeah. it's smarter. 
Whereas I think with Dean, she becomes a little, she reverts back to more like trying to please him to, and playing a traditional role, which she's yeah, not oh, suited thank for. You. Like, it's so right. like girly for me to like right. the car, I love the car. And like, oh, grandpa, thanks for letting me have the car. And it's just like, I, it's sweet. Right. But Jess, I think, brings out the authentic Rory. There's, there's a rebel, depth. There, there, there's depth, there's a rebelliousness, there's wonder, there's, there's real love. Yeah, I think there's a there's a recognition of each other and one and 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 those two. Yeah, you know, that guy steals every scene he's in. They're both hurting, and they're both going to heal each other. Yeah, and they really want to, and it's going to look good when they do it. The, I just love <laughs> not like, to be too graphic. I apologize. No, I think you're. I think it's perfect. Like yeah. just the way Jess moves, like the way Milo moves, like. Right the way he walks, the way he sort of leans and stands at the window. And then the way he walks away and the looks back, like you, he is awesome. Like Milo <laughs> is so awesome <laughs> because there's, I mean, Jess doesn't have a lot of words. And even in the scene in the diner, he has like one line, but he nails it. And you're like, Oh my God, mm-hmm. that kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, so now Richard is, is is now in the diner. He's doing his grapefruit routine. Mm-hmm. He's being a pain in the tail. It leads to a very <laughs> funny situation where Lorelai asked, uh, where where Luke offers to go get a grapefruit mm-hmm. next door, being the good guy that he is, um, yep. uh, feeling her pain. Um, and then we move back into Chilton, mm-hmm. uh, where. Uh, does Rory really try to get out of it? Try to get out of doing this? Oh, tries to get out of, tries to convince she, Yeah, she Paris tries to convince not Paris. To come like, there's no story. The Star's Hollow. There's no story there. Um, I think that's a very funny premise. Again, it demonstrates the outlandish nature of this character, this sort of the female version of Kirk with mania, mm-hmm. um, who is willing to do anything and step over anybody, step on anybody. Uh, to get what she wants. Yeah, um, I, I love Paris with the stars how with the stars hollow group, just like I did at the Bracebridge dinner with Paris there. I love bringing her into the town, getting her out of Chilton into the town with these other misfits. It's just like, oh my god. Yeah, it's I think so the good. real joy in that character is knowing how inappropriate she is and knowing <laughs> that she's going to do something really stupid, <laughs> and it's going to be funny and just act nuts. Yeah, just just. Be completely, completely crazy. So now we have Richard at the inn. So now we find ourselves in the inn. um, And, you know, again, he's being inappropriate with Lorelai. We've covered this a little bit. Yeah. Uh, She's got to just grit her teeth and take it because she's in her, you know. It made me nervous right from the minute he walked in. Like, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. He's it's shaking like, the coffee table leg. Like, again, it's it's uncomfortable to see Richard in this role. Um, it was uncomfortable for me. Uh, I I I like that guy who is too busy to really do much, and he's got things going on, and he's he's got bigger fish to fry, and mm-hmm. he's detached. Mm-hmm. Richard's detached. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's really not present at the dinners. He's deflecting right. a lot of the Lorelai hostility towards him yeah. towards. His wife, they're just sort of putting up with it. That's the dynamic that I want. I want that. I miss that dysfunction. I agree with you. I loved Richard at the Bracebridge dinner where everyone's all eyes on him as he tells the story. It's like oh, he's yeah. 
you know, right. Even back when Richard had the heart attack, he still was in total command Mm -hmm. and control. I just, that scene where he tries to tell Emily about the will and she's just like, no, this is sort of the, yeah, this is sad Richard. It's just a lack of love. I mean, there's no love being exchanged. There's no concern for one another. It's just him being a dictator and him being overbearing. And, oh man, I just, boy, that was uncomfortable watching. But they do reveal in that fight in the living room why he's doing it and overstepping, even though it's wrong, because he's so sad. And he knows that Emily called Lorelai and said, like, take him off my hands. Mm -hmm. So then you're like, oh. So how, and as an audience, so why do we have to deal with this? Why are we being, why is this being foisted upon us? We love our Richard detached and busy and mm-hmm. powerful and quippy and above it all, right? For me, it's That's the it's... power of the character. And now he's, 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 the gra- gravity has, his entropy has brought him back to earth. And now he's just. Because it's so real. It's like, I, <sighs> I will take the good with the bad because these characters are so full and real like i don't we, watch that show to get real <laughs> that's not real nothing about that show is real i don't know I you think, think any of those characters are real i think the magic of it is that wait a minute here's a question over the top and crazy i do think they're do real. you think it's even possible and i was just having this conversation with my wife okay i said yeah. do you think it's even possible that a person like lorelei gilmore could exist and has ever existed in a place like stars hollow do you think a place like Stars Hollow has ever existed to that degree? Do you think a person from a Gilmore-like family that's one of the top families in an area, in a pretty big metropolitan area, which Hartford is, right? Mm-hmm. The top of the food chain, the wealthiest people, the most powerful people. Do you think that the 16-year-old daughter or the 16-year-old son had a baby and moved to a star's hollow and stayed there. Do you think that's even possible? Do you yes. think it's possible? Yes. I don't, yes. I don't, I, think I don't think it can exist version. in reality. I don't I love think it's a question, but I think it's an exaggerated version of what could be a small yeah. town, a quirky small town. And I think they do exist I think it's exaggerated. I'll give you that. I don't think there's the Kirk. I don't think there's the Miss Patty exactly how she is or Babette or even Gypsy. But I do think, yeah, I do. I do think that there's some element of like, yeah. So do you think it's, do you think the characters of Stars Hollow, the the premise of the show and and the actual uh, town of Stars Hollow is this, sort of heightened reality. It's an unreality in order that these people can behave in such a way and get away with it. The way that Lorelai at times just sort of lords over the people there and talks over their head and talks down to them. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't want to get negative or critical, but it's like, Ken does, is this supposed to be a real place? Are we as an audience supposed to buy this? So I think it's an exaggerated version of reality. So I come from a small town, but it's not as small as this, but like, we have the local Dosi's market with, right. where everybody knows the butcher by name and the checkout person knows your name and they've got your Christmas card at the checkout. And like, it's, I, I mean, it's a little bigger than that town where I come from. So, but it is, everything is relatable. Like I said, I dare, I bring up the debutante ball, but 
it was an exaggerated version of exactly in my town. But how does a Lorelai Gilmore, even a pregnant Lorelai Gilmore, go to that place and stay there? How? How is that possible? How does that happen? And that's the question you have to answer because I don't know if you want to answer the question because of the level of enmity between her and her parents, which is apparent in every single episode. Mm-hmm. The, the division, the, the life that wasn't lived, the love that never was, the, love that, the, the familial love that was never shared. It's the loss, the loss, the loss. Every single episode, and I felt it. And that's why, Danielle, I felt it was a downer because I, I felt it so prominently in this yeah. episode. And I didn't want to be reminded of it anymore. I just, I, I, to me, the character of Lorelai Gilmore and Rory represent getting away from that kind of thing and mm-hmm. making light of everything because they don't want to deal with it. Now they're thrust back into this forced dinners and all this kind of stuff with these people that they can't relate to and don't even want to spend time with. And you're, and, and now we're, we're really mired in this for mm. an entire episode, which I thought, wow. I don't want to go there. This is not why I watch the show and that's not why I enjoy the characters. I want to get away from that. So again, it goes back to the question, could this character, could, has this ever happened in life? Has somebody from this high a place fallen this far and ended up in this place? Not that it's a terrible place. It's just a much different world. Mm -hmm. How does, she exi- how does she exist in that world for 16 years? So I say yes. You say no. What do Danielle and Riley say? I say Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. <laughs> <laughs> There's your example. I give it to you. And I say That's yes. That's pretty good. Yeah. I say yes. I think she, I think Lorelai found comfort mm. in her belonging in Stars Hollow that she had been looking for at home. And she just loved it so much that she stayed. Well, I mean, that means that that means that Richard and Emily were the two worst people in the universe to be that cruel and that evil to a 16 year old who found herself in a real predicament and needed support. I mean, they're tough. Tough. We know that. Uh, Megan and Harry. Wow. <laughs> that was pretty wow. good. Right? Really good From one. Buckingham Palace to Montecito. Pacific Palisades. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, summer, the best time of the year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices, and vacation disappears quicker than ice cream melts. But what if summer doesn't have to come with a scorching price tag? What if there's another way? With IKEA, your plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Dreamy getaways can mean the perfect reading nook right outside your window, picnic in the shade, or taking your morning coffee to meet the morning sun. Really Any meal tastes better outside. Create that summer escape for family and friends and start planning a better, more affordable summer right now. You can be the host with the most and the least worries. This summer, make your doorstep the perfect vacation destination with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu Is it time? Time for pop culture? <laughs> or what? Best time of the day, pop culture. <laughs> uh, pretty much is. I, I would like to, I cannot wait to give my favorite line though. So So I'm ultimately, just, I'm going to give this episode a thumbs down. <gasps> yes. It turned on me. Oh, no, I didn't. I set you up. But I didn't turn. Not even a sideways thumb? Nope. It's pulled no, down. No. Because mm. it left me with no hope. And I don't like feeling empty after spending 40 minutes with people that I've come to love. I'm with you. I don't. Well, well I think it's a thumbs down for me. Even though, as far as the acting, the directing, the writing, the, the, the editing was perfection. I give it a thumbs up because I'm not afraid to feel sad for a minute because we'll grow. I'm not, a, I, do, I didn't like how I felt at the end, but I'm not afraid to feel that. I felt more what, hope with Ad Astra. <laughs> with Tommy movie. Lee Jones Love and Brad Pitt like relationship. Because it's so bad. I watched like eight minutes of that movie and was like. <laughs> that was a great movie. Yeah. I love that movie. <laughs> 
Riley, take it away. Yay. <laughs> I'm Riley, and this is your pop culture. Lorelai and Richard argue after they're in the living room, and Lorelai says, Nothing that can come out of your mouth today in any universe visited by Kirk or Spock can be constructed as con- uh, construed as constructive. Obviously, the writers are fans of Star Trek since we've had so many Star Trek references on this podcast and the show. They're uh, in Gilmore Girls. Uh, the sound made by the motorcycle in Kirk rides to the sh- uh, shuttle departing the Starfleet Academy is the same sound used in the Jetsons 1962 for the cars they fly. Once again, pop culture creates a timeless culture reference and new viewers will know Star Trek from the Star Trek starring Chris Pine. I love that. I know, it just goes all the way through. I love that, like, I think of William Shatner, but, like, young people might be like, oh, I know Captain Kirk from Chris Pine. And when Chris Pine was cast as Captain Kirk, he was sent, uh, he sent William Shatner a letter and received a reply containing Shatner's approval, which is really cool. And um, we actually heard Amy's toilet flush last week. But <laughs> did you know the sound of the automatic doors opening on the USS Enterprise is a Russian train's toilet flushing? What? <laughs> yeah. Love it. What? All these uses for toilet flushes. A Russian train, uh, a toilet flushing is the sound of the... The, the sliding doors, doors in the original Star Trek? Whoosh. Whoosh. <laughs> I love it. Somebody obviously was a huge fan. The writers, do you know which writer it was that loved Star Trek? Because they work it in in like so many episodes. They're uh-huh. a trekker like me. So we have in the movie store, every, there's so many movie references in this short amount of time. So Lorelai and Rory are trying to figure out what they're going to watch. Uh, Lorelai says, the free, three faces of Costner. Bull Durham, Dances with Wolves, and The Postman. Tom Petty playing Tom Petty, that great big speech about once upon a time. And there's a thing called mail. How do they not say Field of Dreams? Those are the three faces. Uh, So Lorelai is referencing the actor Kevin Costner. Bodyguard. How do they not say Bodyguard? It's fine. Wasn't considered a great film. (gasps) It wasn't considered a great film. Whitney Houston's performance was panned universally. I do love it, though. I do love the movie. Oh, no. Very watchable film, for sure. But it was kind of campy. They don't mention Waterworld. Either. It was the sister. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, yeah. I know. That was a little Come on. really It was, it was, it was yeah. campy. Yeah. But it was uh, a watch, very watchable film. Yeah. Hold up. So the three movies they do reference, Bull Durham is a 1988 American romantic comedy sports film. In The Meeting at the Pitcher's Mound, Robert Wool ad-libbed his line about getting candlesticks at a, as a wedding present. He said it was based on a real conversation he had with his wife. Dances with Wolves is a 1990 American epic Western film starring, directed, and produced by Kevin Costner in his first directorial debut. Because of the film's enormous success and sympathetic treatment of the Native Americans in Sioux Nation, adopted Kevin Costner as an honorary member. And again, a timeless reference because Costner is now known as John Dutton in the epic series Yellowstone. And finally, The Postman is a 1997 American post-apocalyptic action film. Kevin Costner's children all appear in this film. Hmm. Never saw that. Continuing on with the movies, Rory says, oh, we could do a Ruth Gordon film festival, Harold, Harold and Maude, Rosemary's Baby, and the really great episode of Taxi. I so did not know Ruth Gordon was in Taxi, but continue. We have mentioned I mean, obviously Ruth, one episode. <laughs> we have mentioned Ruth Gordon in season one, episode one. In case you missed it, Scott and Henry reviewed Rosemary's Baby on the I Am All Minnesota and coming soon, teaser, The Sixth Sense. 
So next, Harold and Maude is a 1971 American coming-of-age dark comedy film. In the, all shots of Ruth Gordon driving the hearse, it is being towed because she never learned how to drive a car. Taxi is an American Amer uh, American sitcom that originally aired on ABC from 1978 to 1982. After the third season, the director the, uh, and most of the Taxi cast appeared on Cheers in 1982 and vice versa. The cast of Taxi was epic, consisting of Don Danny DeVito, Tony Danza, Mary Lou Henner, Judd Hirsch, and Andy Kaufman. And Taxi is also a 2004 American comedy drama film starring Queen Latifah and Jimmy Fallon, but not Unrelated related to the show. Yeah, yeah. not related. They um, also mentioned Cool as Ice, Hudson Hawk, and Electric Boogaloo when they were in there. I mean, they rattled off like a thousand movie names. A thousand. <laughs> uh, next, Richard suggests Rory should look at other options for schools. Richard says, but that's ridiculous. Who's going to help her get into Harvard? Lorelai says, Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> This is a reference to Legally Blonde in 2001 American comedy film starring Reese Witherspoon. As agreed in her contract, Reese kept all of her costumes after filming. And to prepare for her role at Elle Woods, Reese spent two weeks studying the behavior of sorority girls. Again, relevant today because according to Variety, Legally Blonde 3 is set to release in theaters on May 20th, 2022. Emily is in a good mood at dinner and everyone says they're fine. Lorelai says, oh, look at that. All three of us fine, just like the Judds. <laughs> the Judds were an American country music duo composed Where of Naomi. Are, thank you. <laughs> Naomi Judd and her daughter, Winona Judd. Um, while we know Winona, Winona uh, Naomi has said to have another famous daughter, Ashley Judd, is an actress known for projects like Double Jeopardy, Divergent, and Twin Peaks. In 2021, the Judds were in inducted into the Country Hall of Fame. And it is, in fact, not all fine in the Judd's world because it is no secret that Naomi and Winona have had a rocky relationship over the years. Oh. Hmm. I think that was sort of the cheeky. Mm -hmm. um, finally, we have Emily and Lorelai are left at the table while Richard and Rory walk off at a Friday night dinner. Lorelai says, you were twitching. I saw you, says this to Emily. Lorelai says, mom, when dad was talking about the vase, you were pulling a full on Tabitha. This is a reference to the show Bewitched. We, Bewitched is an American fantasy sitcom television series that originally aired for eight seasons on ABC from 1964 to 1972. In Bewitched, Samantha constantly had to remind her daughter, Tabitha, you mustn't twitch. During season two, five babies played Tabitha Stevens. In season three, the young twins had been replaced by fraternal twins, Aaron Murphy and Diane Murphy. By season five, the role was solely played by Aaron Murphy. And in 2005, Bewitched was made into a film starring Nicole Kidman and Will Ferrell. I do have one more reference that was missed. That was, it's like I'm in a Lifetime movie. Nancy McKeon is playing me, I am Joe, which is a reference to Joe from the Facts of Life and that Nancy McKeon did multiple Lifetime movies. And that's your pop culture. All right. Yes. Well done. Well done. Thank favorite you. lines, give it. Who wants to go first? Go ahead, uh, Danielle, favorite line. Oh, I have two, but um, I will do the one from Lorelai when um, she was arguing with Richard um, about getting Rory into Yale. And Richard was like, Yale would be a breeze to get her into. And Lorelai <laughs> goes, we don't like breezes. They mess up our hair. <laughs> Right. Riley. Riley. Mine is, I feel like it's always going to be Michelle, but I want to, you know, answer phones like this. As soon as I can, I will send someone up. Yes, I will. I understand. <laughs> I understand. I understand. I understand. I understand. 
Okay, understand. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Michelle was my favorite by far when he said, someone is in trouble. When Richard was like, given the stink eye. And I'll quickly say my fashion moments. Uh, Lorelai's purple tuxedo blouse that did not have a jacket and Jess's camo uh, shirt. I had the purple ruffle blouse too. Are we doing favorite lines? What's going on here? Yeah, we just start giving our quick fashion because we're running out of time. Quick fashion. Okay. You don't uh, my favorite line was uh, Luke. Oh. When he asked uh, Rory, he goes, uh, Rory, how much do you like this person? <laughs> it was good. <laughs> so we have a little surprise. What is it? Next that? special episode. Oh, we do. Yeah. So we? later this week, guys, there's going to be a bonus episode. Oh, we, and it's have, going to uh, be... we have a, a, a very special guest, don't we? Yep. Uh, who is coming back to us. And I believe uh, she was one of the initial guests. Yes. Right? Yeah. Wasn't she with uh, I think she's Sally? In episode two. Mm-hmm. Rose Abdu. Mm-hmm. Gypsy later this Gypsy week. Gypsy so. is coming back. We love her so much. Subscribe and then you'll know when it's here. Oh, yeah. We're not telling you. (laughs) It's a big mystery. And we don't know when Brad Pitt's coming, but he is on the way. (laughs) Subscribe so you can get alerted when that happens. uh, He's uh, spacewalking right now, (laughs) right outside of Jupiter. And he'll be here any minute. How Um, tall are you? Want to dance? No, but I appreciate the offer. Just, he's never going to accept Dean. He won't accept Jess either. It's just, it won't happen. All right, next episode 13, a tisket, a tasket. And we're going to get into that next time, everybody. Thank you so very much for putting up with all of us. I hope a tisket, Individually a tasket. and as a group. I really hope a tisket, a tasket gets a thumbs up because we've had two thumbs downs and I'm stressing about it why why i don't I'm want just, you to I'm have just, thumbs down then then the, the episode should give me hope it should make me feel good <laughs> that's what i'm tuning in for this silly little crazy <laughs> show right good job i'm glad you guys are all feeling better too yes we are all right Yay. everybody best See fans y'all. on the planet thanks for downloading we so appreciate it um and we hope you enjoyed this one And we will see you next time. Stay safe. Don't forget, follow us on Instagram at I am all in podcast and email us at Gilmore at iHeartRadio.com. Oh, you Gilmore fans, if you're looking for the best cup of coffee in the world, go to my website for my company, ScottyP.com, S-C-O-T-T-Y-P.com, ScottyP.com, grade one specialty coffee. All summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. 
Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 